Welcome to End of the Line. I'm Jim Anderton, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, what a $2 capacitor and a crashed drone can tell us about engineering. Today's episode is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on Engineering.com TV today. This is the Bell APT-70, a large tail-sitting four-rotor cargo drone developed for battlefield supply and civilian cargo delivery service. It's one of a new generation of electric multi-rotor UAVs that are expected to revolutionize the transport of critical cargo in military, law enforcement, medical, and commercial service. Now it's big, with a gross weight of 400 pounds, and it translates to horizontal winged flight at up to 100 miles an hour. It can carry 70 pounds of cargo in its current configuration. Now these are useful numbers, and the system has undergone extensive testing. Now like all test programs, especially in aerospace, you have to accept some losses. And last year at Fort Benning in Georgia, an APT-70 fell from the sky and sustained substantial damage. Now, interestingly, the National Transportation Safety Board issued an aviation accident report similar to the ones they use for crewed airplane accidents. And they determined that the reason for the crash was the failure of the electronic speed control unit operating one of the four lift motors. Now, Bell designed the system to hover and allow a controlled descent in case of a failed motor. But in this case, the unit hit trees five seconds after the failure before the ground-based pilot operator could take remedial action. Now, the electronic speed control failure was tracked down to a cracked ceramic capacitor in the ESC circuitry. Now, anyone that has used electronics in any form to control anything, from a military drone to a TV remote control, has seen circuit failures caused by discrete component failure. A failed ceramic capacitor is not unusual. But for engineers that work on programs like these, this accident shows how little things sometimes require complex thinking and the answers to a lot of questions. Now, the APT-70 system is designed to reduce thrust on the rotor opposite a failed motor to allow a controlled descent and landing. In this case, there wasn't enough time for the pilot to gain control, so it went down. So what does an engineer do in a situation like this to improve reliability? Well, there are several options. One would be to add system redundancy to the electronic speed controller to reduce the likelihood of this kind of failure in the first place. Now, that sounds good. However, dual or triple redundant electronic speed controls would not only add weight and cost, but the extra systems would themselves be potential failure points, ones which could prevent accidents but decrease overall dispatch reliability. The unit wouldn't go down, but it would be more likely to have downtime. Do you instead implement a tighter quality assurance system and add component-level inspection to components like capacitors? Do you pass that responsibility down to the capacitor manufacturer? Or do you make the ESC boards a quick change unit and add an additional routine maintenance check, possibly automated, before flight? Or do you tackle the problem a different way, by accepting a statistically reasonable level of failures while minimizing the impact of those failures? A possibility would be to automate the emergency response system, perhaps with some kind of machine vision system that will pick a safe place to land and simply put the unit down. On a battlefield, it's likely that anywhere will do, but if the unit is flying over an urban area on a civilian mission, dropping onto a busy freeway or downtown intersection, well, that simply isn't an option. So do you use AI to make real-time decisions about that emergency landing? What would that take, and what would it cost? Or do you redesign the system to use more motors and more rotors to maintain flight control even with the loss of one propulsion unit? Now, Bell's own tilt rotor products cross-connect both rotors so that a single-engine failure will still allow the safe landing of the aircraft. That's mechanically complex and expensive, but for crewed systems, it's a necessity. So how do you make an unmanned system like this simple, cheap, 
safe and reliable? Well, it's hard. It's very hard. And it's expensive. Now, right now, there are dozens of startups across America working to build systems much like Bell's APT-70. Now, in terms of vertical takeoff rotorcraft, Bell, along with Sikorsky, essentially wrote the book. They invented the modern helicopter industry. So they know what they're doing. But those basic questions about the statistical likelihood of failure, the consequences of those failures, and the best strategies for addressing those failures are the same for billion-dollar airframers and garage tinkerers. Are we really getting close to a world where Domino's Pizza drops a pie onto your front porch? I suspect we're closer than most of us realize, but it's going to take a heavy lift from a lot of talented engineers to make it reliable. Well, that's it for this week's episode of End of the Line. To check out these podcasts as videos, visit engineering.com TV. If you like this show, consider joining engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. Thanks for tuning in.